On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. Hi everyone, this is Pub Crawlers. This is the genius. And we are doing yet another round. Number 19. Number 19 of As the Ale House Turns. Uh, we appreciate you guys engaging with our banter every week. Uh, you like it. Who knew? I knew. Yeah, you did know. Well, we kind of both knew, which is why we did it. Of course. Um, Jordan, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. We are missing Rock and Roll Ruth tonight. Yeah, we were almost missing the uh, diminutive little uh, <laughs> Chicano girl. I had a very, very, very long day, and I'm, I was uh, late tonight, and I late. truly, truly apologize. I, had a, uh, I was in one of those situations where... I was in a meeting that I couldn't, A, miss, and B, I certainly couldn't just pick up and leave. C, I put my phone away. Yeah, well, you could have called. No, I couldn't. I couldn't just excuse myself to make a call. You it was that kind texted, of a meeting. You could have texted Jordan. No, because I had to put my phone away because it's rude to have your phone out at these certain meetings. You know what's even ruder? Not to show up in time for your podcast. Well, it's true, but if anything was between this particular meeting, and which was very significant... And showing up a little bit late for the podcast, I knew you two, knowing me, would be the most understanding. And I know you are, and so you're just wonderful, wonderful, kind human beings, and I thank you so much for uh, 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 putting up with my flaws while I'm working on this crazy exhibit. And why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) He's got his, like, jaw to the ground. I've never heard such a crock of bullshit in my life. What? You know what? I learned from the best. I learned from the best. Yeah. They don't call me the middle-aged genius for nothing. Have you noticed that I'm always even a little early? And if it's a dinner party, I'm two hours early? (laughs) Three hours early. (laughs) Because really, um, it's really... Showing up on time is, you know... I concur. I concur. It is... It is... Incredibly important, and I just this this I can't even tell you about this meeting, but um, it was just very that was very important, and so I appreciate you well, guys. one of the being one of the casualties of being late is we have um, Jim Tui was going to be our guest tonight, but he also had a prior engagement. Um, somebody he's seen take improv classes for his whole like since a child and now he's an adult and he's dead. anyway they're having a show across the street and he had of course he got the nice confused too until um, Rock and Roll Ruth um, reminded him today and so uh, when I got in here he was here already and he said he would forego going across the street because he had committed to our podcast but when I realized that Pub Crawl uh Liz, Liz. Bob Carl Liz is, you know, pulling another one of her little numbers mm-hmm. on us. Uh, the exhibit I, opens in November. This I, will I, all be so over I, I told, told Tui 
we'll just do you another night, and you just go over and see the show. Now, if we had this, everything we needed, we wouldn't need Pub Crawl Liz, because I would have just winged the, being the, the pro that I am, I would have just winged the would whole you show. you talk to the air? Talk to the wall? I would talk to my fans. <laughs> You're funny. You're a funny fella. Funny haha or funny ah? All of the above. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All of the above. Um, anyway, so how was your weekend? Um, my weekend, it was, the weather was really nice. Oh, I, um, Rock and Roll Ruth and I went to the flea market over on Ashland Avenue. Now, over the years, I mean, I've been going to that for like 30 years. And it's changed. It's become way Ashland more... Ashland and what? It's around... 38th, no, it's a, probably more like 41st National. Like, is it a permanent one it's or is it a swap, pop-up oh, one? Oh, yeah, no, uh, no. Oh, it's a Swaparama. Swaparama. Oh, yeah. Now, it's become more and more ethnic over the years. It's directly behind where the old stockyards is. They call it back of the oh, yards. Oh, sure, yeah, of course. And, um, of course, it doesn't smell anymore because there's no... No they're yards. Not, they're not killing... There's no yards anymore. They're not killing the animals anymore. Um, but over the years, it's it become a, a, a way more... Um, Mexican, but still you, you can get stuff. But for, I mean, I pulled. What do you mean? Still, you can get stuff. Just because I mean, it's more well, Mexican the, doesn't mean you could. You're no, afraid you well, couldn't get I'll tell stuff. You, I'll tell you what. The old time, there used to be a lot more mixed races, so you would get there was antiques and stuff like that. Um, it's not as it's not as varied. Let me put it that way, as it used to be. But I, because I pulled. I pulled at least two 18th century oil paintings out of there. I really? Mean, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 18th century? Yes. How it, much did you? How much did those set you back? About 12 bucks. About 12, 14. <laughs> One I had to buy some tools so I could take the frame off so I could put it in my car. Was it anyone uh, like significant? Um, yes, but I'm not at liberty to. Um, oh. Yeah. It's a little. It's a little uh, yeah. Still, but I pulled out some really great. I pulled out wonderful prints, um, all kinds of stuff over the years. Why, I, I want to go with you next time. Well, you'll fit right in. You'll. <laughs> You're such you'll a blend, jackass. <laughs> you'll blend. In fact, I'll have to tie a string to you so I don't lose you. If oh you guys my do. god. You're so absurd. I took, I took, I took uh, faggy pants there. Fancy pants. Fancy pants. I'm sorry, that's his new name. Um, I took him there a couple times, but he always got lost. But at least he had a phone. So, and, um, but the one time he got lost, I couldn't find him anywhere, and he, his, apparently his phone ran out. So I, when I was going out to my car, he was sitting there trembling. He was terrified. He thought he was going to be abused by somebody in the parking lot waiting for me by my car um but um so i, I always get some you know that's where i get that's where i get my wardrobe my my fashionable wardrobe from uh from swaparama really oh yeah come on well bullshit they got they got shirts you can buy um I, they must get them from um from the dry cleaners that people don't pick them up or something like brand new shirts for three bucks a piece how do you think I look at this? I'm wearing all all Swaparama clothes right now. I mean, I mean, you know anybody's more fashionable and and stylish? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Maybe it's Street Jimmy. Swaparama. Uh, Jimmy's got his own very definite sense of style. You know, nobody can quite wear a hat like Jimmy can. You're right. 
You're right. So, um, yeah, we went there, and then I thought in the old days over on West on Halstead Street, right on 35th and Halstead and, um, in uh, Bridgeport, there was this really great kind of, um, di- it was a diner, real uh, kind of hole in the wall, and real tough old white ethnic kind of Polak. Irish wait- waitresses and stuff. I, in fact, I took uh, Fancy Pants there one time, and he wa- he wanted his bacon done a little different. Oh, it was a dialogue between the waitresses and him, him uh, about hey, fuck your bacon. <laughs> you can give you some what bacon, the hell? all right? But anyway, so I, t- so I told uh, Ruth I'd take her there. Well, now it's all been kind of. <laughs> It's been kind of gentrified. Your ideas of, of dates with rock and roll Ruth include the Swaparama and Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I, this is no, no, Des Moines. Iowa. Oh, Des Moines, Iowa. where the hell you're going? So well, well, you know what? Fill in the blank, Iowa. Well, we're going to New Orleans and, for um, yeah, but only because you're going for a wedding, for the not le- because it was your brilliant idea. A lesbian wedding. Well, I yeah, no, it wasn't mine. So I'm saying your ideas include Iowa and Swaparama. We really need to give you a little bit more depth to your offerings. I think. I'm happy to give you some lessons. Well, the New Orleans is good. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's not your idea. It's not coming from a place where, like, oh, hey, I would like to do this with you. Well, no, I have, all, necessity. I, I have all kinds of... I would have gone to Scotland in August, except that uh, Hawkeye was being such an asshole. I didn't want... You know, so... Um, well, now you're going to extremes. It's like I'm just talking about, like, something, a nice dinner, a, 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 a play that's not something, you know, a theater you're affiliated with. A American city, a, a good weekend destination. It's like you go from from a freaking flea market to Scotland. There's a lot of stuff in between. Yeah. This is why I'm, I'm happy to, to sit down with you and have a conversation well, about what you could Well, that would be really great. You could just kind of do kind of... I'll um, guide you through. I'll help d- you through this. Do family planning, recreation. No, it's not family. It's romantic... Oh, Jesus Excursions, realize, romantic evenings, romantic realize, afternoons, romantic mornings. Do you realize what spending got? the night in bed with me is? That's, it doesn't oh, get any God. more romantic than I that. S- I just vomited in my mouth a little bit. Just, uh, that's, I mean, no woman can really handle so a whole saying, lot more than that. So you're saying she's content with your are mattress. You, are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Wait, oh. Evening, one evening after another with a genius? Are you kidding? It must be so romantic when you ask her to, to, to help you f- switch the channel on well, the that, TV. Yeah, well, because you, that thing you gave is very complicated, that <laughs> Netflix. Although I am liking, now I'm, re- I'm watching Breaking Bad and I like that too. See, it's, it affects my reading though. And The Crown, I thought The Crown was like you six seasons. It? The Crown is only two years. I know. Well, what the fuck? I'm looking. I'm screwing now up. Now you're all into I'm it. I'm blinking all over. Where the hell is it? It's going to start soon. It's okay. Well, no. I don't I don't care. But Calm your little self. So then, anyway, so then, because I went from Breaking Bad to uh, The Crown, and now I'm, I'm on this uh, Breaking Bad, which just makes me want to take amphetamines. Just, <laughs> How about some shrooms? Oh, yeah, that's You know right. how I like the shrooms. Yeah, that would be well, I haven't done the shrooms in like 15, 20 yeah, years. Yeah, that, that may count for your lack of punctuality. <laughs> Maybe. I do live yeah. in a different world sometimes. Yeah. Um, I started, I, I haven't, I watched the first 15 minutes of a show and then I got really tired and I went to bed. But uh, my new show is called The Alienist. Have you heard of it? 
No, it sounds terrible, though. It's almost like... Um, it's like science fiction, because I can't no, stand it. No, I don't like science fiction either. No, it's historical fiction, yeah. What exactly what you and I like. Uh, and it's based in New York City, and it's about um, a serial killer during the late 19th century. But And I feel like it's almost got like that, that uh, feel of like Jack the Ripper-ish era thing. Uh-huh. Um, that's all I know about it. Like I said, I fell asleep. Oh, it just sounds really, really interesting. I think you would... You know what? This is what the fuck you said about The Crown, so just... Well, no. I The Crown is... The, step the, back. No, I mean, I loathe the royal family, but so does the people that wrote this show, <laughs> so we share that. It's a good show. I'm excited for it to... Uh, well, now it's going to have all us. new actors, though. We're going to get a new queen and everything. Wait, really? That's what it said. Where? Who said that? I read up to see oh, so why I was only two. Googling it, huh? I Googled because You're hooked. I Googled because I said, "Where the fuck's the rest of the uh, the, the shows?" <laughs> I thought there were six show, uh, six seasons. Six. Yeah. Oh. And so um, oh, you're like a little kid. And so they said, about it. they said every two years they're going to have a whole new cast. That sucks. You really should. You know what? If you're this hooked on the Crown, you should go watch Downton Abbey. Well, uh, I mean, but. How do I watch that? Same. On Netflix? T- technology. It's either on Netflix or one of those things. I don't know. No, I think it's on Channel 11. No. It was. It was on PBS, but you can all get it all that shit now on the internet. I'll show you. Yeah, well. And that that's a bazillion seasons. So your pretty yeah, little well, self will be okay about it. Well, I know Ebert, when Ebert used to be, well, when he was among us, um, he told, I guess it was a great compliment. He said that he was um, every bit as involved with my blog, the people on my blog, as he was with the characters in Downton Abbey. Oh. It's the Street Jimmies and Rubens and Foxes. And and he kept telling me not to use, change Faggy Pants' name to Fancy Pants, too. Really? But I was just being, yeah. Well, because he would plug me. And then he would get real nasty comments from, you know, he had two and a half million people. Read. Yeah. So he get, I'd get, I remember one time I got 60,000 hits after he gave me a plug on my phone. Wow. And uh, I mean, most of them would leave immediately. <laughs> I was going to say, how many people were excited about well, it? And but, how but, were but, but, but I'd pick up 50 or 60 permanent ones every time he'd give me one of those. Uh, but um, so. Uh, but he told me, Bruce, because he kept getting, uh, he sent me an email showing me all the negative comments with the term faggy pants. Yeah. So just out of spite, I kept saying, well, only a Shocker, shocker. When, when faggy pants finally told me that his twink friends were offended too. What so, twink fr- friends? Do you know what twink is? I mean, I think I do, but they have sex, I never know what you mean. Let me put it just, well, I know because I learned from, the, from a super, super twink. And um, twinks, they must not, you must be pretty much hairless, body hair. They just revolted. They, they're young. Young and... Yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, I remember one time we went to see uh, my daughter Grace. was one of her dog shows. She was over at McCormick Place. And so there was these little, um, what the hell kind of... Uh, they're rats. They go. They get rats. They go in holes and eat rats. Little nasty little dogs. What? They're little dogs, especially they go down in rat holes. So they had the this. Fuck? They had this like. Um, like chihuahuas. No, not like chihuahuas. R- r- hairless dogs. 
No, they're they're just funny. What the hell? I forget the name because the two lesbian women when I used to when I used to live out in the dunes, um, at the bottom of our driveway, um, they had these dogs. And they were vicious, old growling all the time, snapping at people. How the, how the we go from twinks to? I'm telling you the story. Right, I'm telling you a story, I'm asshole. I'm very confused. I mean, just yeah. Well, you won't be confused if you don't, don't interrupt. Well, so anyway, can you wrap it up we here? Went, your, yeah. your stories are like 27,000 minutes long. Uh, Fancy Pants and I went to watch, you know, because those the ladies were there at the dog show. So I said, well, let's go see what their dog does. Well, they go through this, like these gutter things, and they at the end, they think there's a rat. So the this big fat guy, fat guy bent over. I'm next, right next to, to Fancy Pants. Guy bends over, and half his ass crack is showing, but there's this huge amount of fur Ew. emanating <laughs> for the top. And, I, I mean, he turned ghastly white, started shaking, averted his eyes, and then staggered, <laughs> staggered away. So, I, I think I would have had the same reaction. Well, it was pretty horrible, but, I mean, God, I thought that was pretty... So that was a that's the antithesis of, of a twin. That's like a, a that's twin. a that's like a bear yeah. almost. Right? And the and the tragedy of being an aging twink is you're aging and you're no longer attracted to. What's well, the tragedy of everybody getting older? Like no. you've said it before, you don't have the same swaggers as the ladies. That's why you're never even tempted to cheat on rock and roll Ruth. Um. Well, I don't. I think it's more of a moral thing with me. <laughs> Did you just say that? Did that just really seriously years, come out of your mouth? Yes, I did. That might be I, one of the funniest things, if I not think, the funniest thing I've ever heard you I say. Oh, you and, and having morals? I think over the years I've matured. <laughs> I think I have. Unbelievable. That's, that's you know what? You're adorable. You're just adorable. I am. I am. <laughs> um... Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, that should be a PSA for all men and women to uh, make sure you go wax appropriate areas oh, because bullshit. everyone appreciates all, that. I mean, Don't I, you? Your back I, is all hairy. I, 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 it's, no, I, I mean... You I, got like these wispy hairs hanging out somewhere? I got some... Well, chest hair is one thing. I'm talking about like your back, your neck, no, your shoulders. I, no, my ass and back are okay. <laughs> but, I mean, remember that, pic- remember that picture that Burt Reynolds did... Um, Post for in Playgirl or Play something. No, I was never a big Burt Reynolds he was, fan. He was filled with um, body Fur? hair. Yeah. And that, that just, was considered sexy. Um, back uh, hair is uh, gross. You know what's interesting? Um, Neck hair is gross. I think it was, who was it? Was I think it was Grasshopper last night. No, it was Johnny Ale. One of them met, maybe it was Johnny Ale. One of them met some girl who did not know who Burt Reynolds was. What? Yeah, I know. I, 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 the only thing more shocking than that, I remember in, in um, when, uh, remember when Teddy Kennedy drove uh, yes. Mary Jo Kopechnik in the room, and that was right about a day or two before the uh, um, moon landing. And so I was living in Berkeley at the time. And so the, the, the Teddy thing was real, be really big, but then now, of course, you got the moon landing. So we're at my friend. Down the street, old old friend, school high school friend of mine in Berkeley, who lived was in Berkeley, and we're watching the moon landing, and this. Think it was real or fake? Um. Well, I mean, I'm I I'm not much of a conspiracy guy, 
So I don't think it did look pretty bouncy, pe- and the pe- flag was waving the wrong pe- way. I'm just gonna say. Oh yeah, well just yeah, just take another shroom. <laughs> so anyway, no, well it's not even these these two kids. They were about 20 years old, year old, and they were this other guy in front of I was fixing their car down in the yard. So they came up the stairs. Somebody said, hey, the moon landing. So I said, you know, Teddy Kennedy's got to really be happy about this taking him off the front pages. And the kid said, who's Teddy Kennedy? Come on. So I said, well, have you heard JFK? Who? I'm going to just... No, I mean, they, they, I'm there are kids. think that these kids are just stupid. Well, I mean... And not, and not all it's, younger it's, it's, folks... It's, it's scary. ...can well, think you know, that way. When I was two years old, I knew who FDR I mean, was. Yeah, everyone knows fuck? who... Everyone has to know who at least JFK is. Well, yeah, but most people should know who Burt Reynolds is, Well, too. I mean, okay, you're, no, not, that's, you're apples and oranges with JFK and Burt Reynolds. I understand... Both figures in their own world, well, I mean, but one is a little bit more important than the other. As I'm going to say, we're not talking importance, but we're just talking. I mean, how, what world do you live in when you don't hear these names? Well, I'm no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna defend you're, you're my the, comment in that I think that most people will think, okay, JFK, an important political figure in American history, world history, right? Versus Burt Reynolds, it's like I mean, I don't. I mean, yeah, okay, he was a actor, but I don't think he was that significant. Well, I, I don't to, either. Like, the world's I don't, presence. I, uh, no, he was a, he was a mediocre you, actor. I mean, but 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 would you, you know, be that well would you be that concerned if someone didn't know who Lonnie Anderson was? Um, I. I you don't I, even know who she is. She had big tits. <laughs> See, you're so I know who she was. She had big tits. Ay ay ay. Yeah, but I also know Burt Reynolds was fucking dinosaur. I just love that. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, the other good well, one. He was probably Ted screwing da- around with a lot of people. Ted Danson was fucking Whoopi Goldberg, too. I mean, these are some of the great... I mean, can you imagine How do you that? know these things? Because I know what's going on. What do you mean? I, I mean You're so out of touch with, like, I'm pop not, culture. No, How I'm the totally, hell do you know this shit? I told, how do I know all this shit about the, the, uh, the royal family? Because I read papers and stuff. So you're going to believe all the papers. Are you, are you a subscriber to the National Enquirer? Uh, no, I'm not. But no, I don't get too much information from them. Um, I mean, I, I would, I would be a little bit more. I'm hip to what's going on. I would on. believe you a little bit more. Well, if I know. You would like you have some insider a, information. Would you make? Would you care to make a bet that um, Ted Danson hasn't pro- didn't proclaim his love for Whoopi Goldberg? No, because I feel like I, I read that somewhere. I did. Yeah. yeah okay. And or Dinah Shore and Bruce I don't Reynolds. know that. Yeah. Well, it's it's. I, I'm willing to put some dough up. Okay. So, a little smart ass. What other what other uh, scandals can you? I don't call tell those scandals. That's, Why not? Those are true love. They weren't married or anything. I mean, was it out else? in the open or yes. were they keeping it secret? No, it was out in the open. Hmm. Yeah. You know, Dinah Shore. Now, this I've never been able to get confirmed, but um, I heard through my wonderful sources that Dinah Shore found out that she was part black, and so she never had children because she was afraid they'd come out black. So she su- and sued her mother for not telling her. Gosh, people are so dumb. That's ridiculous. And, and, and you know how dumb she was. She she you know, she had this great golf tournament, women's golf tournament. Yeah, I was gonna say I know nothing about Dinah Shore except for that's a big well, ladies' weekend well, in Palm Springs. That is the biggest dike event of the year all around Which the world. Which is kind of surprising that you know about this. Well, and, I'm and saying that it's think, not surprising. Yeah, but actually. I know about golf. Yeah, I also know. I know about dykes too. 
but um, Dinah Shore was totally oblivious, pretty much. <laughs> this was the dike event of the century, you know, her, her golf When tournament. did that start? It's in the winter. It's like no, uh, no, no. Not when does it start? When did it start? What year approximately did all that oh, business shit, start? We're talking over thirty years ago. Oh, really? It's yeah. been a long time. They don't call it dinosaur anymore. <laughs> Why? Because of her? Does she complain? Well, she died. So? So they said, "Fuck you." I mean, that's the actually ba- usually when the they ba- have the thing be called after someone because they're dead. Ba- yeah, but no, she kind of was the impetus behind it. I'm mean, Bing Crosby. It was the big, well, now Bing Crosby's golf tournament, that's a real big one, too. Um, and that's a celeb one. I, I was actually at that a couple times. Um, and What do you do? This is golf, to me, I'm sorry. I know we've had these conversations a lot. It's the most, most boring fucking thing in the world. Wh- what is? Golf. Well, yes, and I've noticed you've really been uh, taking to your practice. I've asked you to, to work with me, and you, yeah, well, you, you, keep, you, denying, want me to you come keep denying, to your, denying me. You want me to come to your house, blow your nose, uh, wash your golf clubs, and then hold you by the hand and take you over to the driving range. That's, That's what I do for you. Oh, really? Yeah. When's the last time you've been out to my house? I have all kinds of projects for you. Oh, but you haven't asked. Oh, of course I did. You always say, I don't want to go all the way out there. My God, would that take me 10 minutes? No, I'll ride my bike to your house. Now, the golf... Okay, but seriously. No, but the golf... See, here's what you're not, here's what you're not registering. The golf tournament, the, the Crosby Golf Tournament, was really a social event. Now, I would go out and gamble because we, we would stay at a place called, uh, what the hell is So it? you're not even watching the damn golf. You're just like socializing and. Well, it was, I mean, no. Throwing back uh, drinks and. Yeah, but there was. A, placing I, bets. Well, there's, the celebrity thing was really great. I mean, plus I could I, see how that would be fun. Plus, plus I, got, I scored some pretty good. Pit. In fact, if you read my books, you'd read a whole I've read chapter. fucking one and two. Yeah, but you'd read, you'd, in California Jailbreak, you'd read a whole chapter about when I was oh. at the Crosby, and we got in this huge um, betting thing, and Coke Infante, who was one of the legendary North Beach uh, entrepreneurs, when they, Gino Del Preti and, 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 and Coke were two guys that pretty much put topless, bottomless uh, on the map on North Beach in San Francisco. And I got, I became friends with those guys, which is really great because, boy, it was that, they know how to have fun. And um, so I was I was at the, uh, I was invited, not by them, uh, by a guy named Tommy Turner who owned a place called Slater Hawkins. Invited because he was a liquor distributor would always give him a couple of passes to hotels and so we'd go out and spend the whole week there. And we so Coke got me into a match with. It turns out I, I probably shouldn't mention the name of this guy, um, but his father had this insurance company, and they really it was a really a big insurance company. We got in this game. Now I don't even know how high the stakes were because Coke kept just to say just keep playing like you're playing. We'll be and when and the game went from Palm Springs, I, I mean to uh, from. Um, uh, Monterey, we we hopped a plane and flew to um, Palm Springs after the golf tournament was over to continue the betting. And in fact, on the plane, Wait, so you went from one golf we, course to another, from one town golf course. I mean, yeah. From what's, Palm the point, what's the point of that? Because there was, we were out. I mean, we we no longer had freebies at the um, place in. Uh, oh, but you could get more at the other joint. Oh, we had in, in the uh, Tommy Turner had some guy Odom that was a manager of the Canyon Club. So, um, yeah, you should read. It's quite an interesting chapter. It's on my 
list. That's what I, I when Frank three. Sinatra, I watched, I was about. Your favorite. I was about your six favorite feet, Frank Sinatra. Six feet away from that asshole when, they threw, when he threw a tantrum. I described in great detail what an asshole he was. Um, yeah, so it was really interesting. And Red Skelton on the plane from. Um, what years are these, by the way? This would have been 19, um, I'd say around about 1971 or two, something like that. And Red Skelton slapped his secretary around in the airplane going from uh, God. from uh, the Crosby to uh, Palm Springs. Uh, oh, it was quite, quite, and the celebrity thing was just quite interesting. I saw all kinds of interesting I'm things. I'm sure you did, but yeah. still, you and had we, a golf. And we won a lot of money, lots, a whole lot of money. They paid us off in chips. We had to get in a plane and then fly to Vegas for the guy to pay us in chips. <laughs> And then you'd blow it all in Vegas? No. Coke. Here's what Coke did. The guy gave... I don't know. Still, every, I was just kind of... You know, I got I got quite a quite a big chunk of dough, but I don't know how much Coke... What do you do with that dough? What, what, would, what would I do with that dough? Yeah. I had all kinds of scams going. I was building a beautiful house in Marin County, and um, I, was living, I was living eye on the hog until um, a little slight... <laughs> <laughs> Until <A> little, <laughs> Yeah, well you uh, have to yeah, read yeah, about yeah. that But it was fun while it lasted I'm sure it was, it was I, I do enjoy these stories that you share yeah. One um, One uh, Part Aspect of history that I'm always fascinated with Not so much because um, Of the politics Or the activism Because I actually don't <laughs> like either of those Things very much, but more for the pop well, culture. That, that's very uh, admirable. <laughs> more for the pop culture, uh, the music, um, and what it meant to our overall sort of um, just Chicago for sure, and just American culture as a whole is this whole 1968 business, which this is the 50th 50th year of that uh, ever everything went down, and so you were there. Oh right? yes, I, I came, was. I was not around on this earth yet. It was a great year. I remember the night before we were going to drive because um, this um, professor of English at Northwestern named Brian Johnson, who was an uh, Ibsen expert, he uh, said we could stay in his apartment. He was moving. uh, Oh, actually, he didn't get tenure at Northwestern, so... Of all places, he applied at Berkeley. So he was going to be coming to Berkeley in the fall. But he said he was going back to London to talk to his publisher. And um, we could have his place for, I think we got it for July and August. Well, the exact date was because the day we were leaving to come to Chicago um, was the day, the night... um, Bobby got got his in uh, L.A., so there was a. I was trying to get an early night's sleep, and I heard the, all this big commotion out on Ashby Avenue. I looked. I opened the window. All these hippies are like marching down the middle of the street, jumping up and down and cheering. And I says, "What happened?" They said, "They got Kennedy." So I told, I told Indy. I said, "Oh man, I gotta go join this." So I, you know, so we drove, <laughs> we drove all the way to. Um, Back to Chicago, I could just listen to all the Bobby Kennedy stuff, you know, on the radio. It was quite, quite amusing. I don't 
don't think it's very nice to find joy in any sort of in um, death. Do you think it was very nice of uh, uh, Bobby well, Kennedy I mean, uh, to to fine, to, to, to uh, applaud his brother going into Vietnam or Bay of Pigs, or um, do you think it was great of Bobby I, to I, uh, I crawl don't. in his belly and try to be the special counsel instead of Roy Cohn for the McCarthy hearings? Yeah, I don't think they'll have that. Stuff. I, know, really I just nice. don't like that much hate. There's only one exception, which is recent. Oh yes, well. No, not personally. With our current president, is that's a, I think an, a, a tried and true exception. But I don't know. Aside from that, anyway, continuing on. So you were in uh, San Francisco. So, yeah, you made your way to Chicago. Made your way to Chicago. So um, anyway, um, yeah. Well, I I uh, there were a whole. Of course, I write about this also extensively in California Jailbreak. It was quite interesting because the bar, and I described to people, um, it started on Sunday in the park. Um, the park was getting filled up. Uh, people, a lot of them were, were people. A lot of the demonstrators were pro McCarthy, um, using McCarthy people, and um, so. Uh, and the, of course, Mayor Daley took all the bait. Was trying to be, be and I, I knew that there was going to be trouble. Because of what happened in Oakland, when stopped the draft, which was about two or three months before we, uh, the, so wait, the what Democrat. happened in Oakland? What happened in Oakland? Well, I had heard from people that about a month before that, I forget the name of the park in L.A., that the cops actually were being the the women and the reporters. And so everybody went, whoa, that's, because that, usually, historically, that, I mean, I've been doing demonstrations since 58, and no, the one thing the cops didn't do, they beat you up, but they wouldn't beat women, they wouldn't beat reporters, they were sacrosanct, the reporters especially. And, and then in Oakland, it stopped the draft. We had this big march that started in, in Berkeley, but crossed the border into downtown Oakland, and it got really big. They got us into a narrow spot, and I never run into Mace before or anything. But I was also hip to there's kind of an escalation in pol the way police reacted. So all of a sudden, I was fairly upfront too. But also I heard somebody yell Mace and all this stuff. And these Oakland cops, I've described your worst nightmare cops. Uh, I mean, Chicago cops can be vicious. And San Francisco cops are, 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 are vicious and almost sadistic. And really? They're, yeah. Oh, oh, they're totally opposite of what you might think in a more sophisticated place. The Oakland cops, I don't know how it is now, but to get on the police force, you had to be able to um, uh, press, military press 250 pounds. They recruited all these ex-Marines um, uh, and soldiers and stuff from Alabama, Arkansas, to fill their police department. And they were big muscle guys, really well-disciplined. I mean, they were way, way better disciplined than New York cops or Chicago cops. But, boy, when they went after your ass. and uh, You're all probably hanging out in the tenderloin. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but, I mean, and reporters were climbing up these fences to take pictures of they were beating them off twice when they, when they were, when were running away. It was so crowded you couldn't run well. But I, just when I thought I'm getting the billy club, boom, they, they hit a girl or 
they'd, they'd beat the reporters, they'd just beat and beat their cameras and stuff. So I witnessed this, and so, but it was a total shock. Um, the, the, the Sunday, the, the Sunday was crowded when they, when they threw people out, kind of uh, all hell broke loose, but they didn't close the bars down or anything that night. Monday night, Lazar, who was my friend, we he, we would meet every day and meet here. Lazar was in. The, no, you're talking. Oh, you're talking about here. Yeah, the okay, house. Okay, yeah, okay. So Lazar and I would go over. So it was really interesting. I mean, you you know, all the, there's lots of celeb. I mean, celebrity activist types were over there. But I remember we were decided to come back for a beer. This was Monday, and it was probably about five, six, seven o'clock. We came back. I walk in the door, and Lazar had a camera. Lazar was a really good photographer. He never took this picture, but I never thought to even tell him to. Sitting at the first stool right there was Jean Zanet. Next to him was Norman Mailer, Jose Torres, the uh, former uh, light heavyweight champ of the world, was sitting next to Mailer. Abby Hoffman, um, Paul Krasner from The Realists, uh, Gregory Corso. I mean, it was a who's who of well, what picture that would have been to have in the bar. Well, we're all sitting here drinking for about an hour, and Lazar's talking to um, Krass, Paul Krasner. He had this great magazine called The Realist. And uh, all of a sudden, some girl comes in, and she's got big bruises on her, kind of a chubby girl comes in, and she says, The police just hit me. And, and then some other kid came in, and he, was, he says, the police said they're going to um, chase everybody out of the park in exactly one hour. So now everybody clears out of the bar and goes there. Well, that was when all, all of a sudden, as soon as it got dark, I forget what time, they started clearing the park, and the cops were coming. And, they, and then all of a sudden they started running, and they didn't give you a way to get out. You had to keep running the gauntlet. So... They chase you on the car street, but there'd be cops out there whacking. So you got, now the McCarthy kids weren't too hip. And so if you were careful, you could get five or six McCarthy kids in front of you, and then you could use them as the kind of, uh, you that's, know. That's so nice of you. The, well, I mean, better you than them. You see other humans as be, your, uh, let your them, shield. Let them get radicalized. I already was radicalized. So, um, well, then I'm. I'm trying to get over here. Lazar and I, I got split up right away. He's running one way, I'm running another. So I'm try- So I burned into Byron Butterfield, the guy that uh, offed his old lady a few years later. And um, he said, oh, they closed the bar. All the bars on um, North Avenue are closed. Or works closed. The Alice is closed. All the cold bars. On Wall Street, too? Yeah. But the only bar, he said he heard the rumor that the bar at the... Uh, Place, place called the Bulls over on Lincoln Avenue. It's under, you walked under. So I walked over with, of course, we had to duck cops because the cops were roving through the neighborhood and you had to run. I don't, what, what, I don't understand. What were they looking for? They were just, roving they through were, the neighborhood. What, what are they doing? They were beating anybody that was out. They, Why? Because uh, uh, the cops had been unleashed. They had unleashed the police. So if I was just walking down the street, going to the yeah, grocery store. They beat the shit out of Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner was standing out in front of the Playboy Mansion on Dearborn with some uh, famous, col- I forget his name, but uh, old-time columnist. 
Please stop to beat yourself, Hefner. So they could literally just grab anyone. I'll tell you, on, on the famous, 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 um, I think it was Wednesday night. I what month is this? What, what? What month is this? It was like August, I think. Okay. Something like that. Um, they, they, um, that was when the big onslaught in front of the Hilton. That yeah, was the yeah, night yeah, of the yeah, nomination. Yeah. So... I'm running. I mean, I got. I mean, I go into great detail in my book about because I, how I got stuck where I got stuck and all the. Uh-huh. But I remember getting to Randolph, and they kept breaking us up into smaller, smaller groups. When I got to Randolph, Rosemary's baby is getting out, and these people are all walking out of under movie Randolph. Theater? There was a little movie theater almost by Michigan and Randolph then. Uh-huh. They're coming out of the theater, and the cops see them. And beat the shit up. They've got popcorn. They're, you know. <laughs> oh, no, the cops were totally... That's nuts. The cops went... Um, but Daly, I obviously told them, you know, you, you guys Do are... Do what you lead. will. Yeah. And... Uh, That's nuts. I, 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 when I finally... I crossed the river, and I'm standing and huffing and puffing with... I mean, there was some, some of these punks from Cicero they come down to watch the hippies get the shit kicked out of them, and they ended up getting the shit kicked out of them by the cops. And they're just like totally confused, but I'm, that's about who I ended up with. And so I'm looking, and they had the old Zenith showroom on the first floor of the Wrigley Building at the time. And I couldn't hear the sound, but I'm looking. I could see inside the convention, and uh, Ribikoff is screaming at Daly. He's on the podium, and Daly's giving him a finger and shaking his fist. And uh, you could. You know, it was turning red in the face. I, I had no idea what bedlam was going on there because I was dealing on the street, you know, all the bedlam there. I mean, it was just, uh, it was amazing. Uh, it, 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 there were so many facets to it. Um, but, yeah, the cops, and, well, the first, that night that uh, Byron and I went to the uh, Bulls, we go down there, well, everybody smelled like tear gas. I mean, it was you could just and Royko and John Calloway and Hugh Hill, all these TV guys. They're all sitting at this big table, um, telling talking war stories, and the photographers are coming with broken cameras. My friend McHugh came, came one of the last guys. He was wearing a hard hat and he had all this gear, and he smelled. And Royko said, "Get the hell out, you McHugh! You you're you're walking." tear gas bomb and uh, no it was just it was but those reporters were so how long totally how shocked. long did this actually go on it went on for um the, the well the night of the final um nomination you know when humphrey got, the hump got it when all hell broke loose you know that was yeah. when it all broke and that was well that's how long it lasted well i'm trying to think how long that was well, they, I mean, they all got to town. I think it was, I think it was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So it was a little less than a week. I don't think it was. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, they then, had gotten. So they got then, there when early. it was all said and done, did everyone like just like take to the streets and like breathe a sigh of relief? Well, well, no, the bars all open. No, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well. well yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean. Things were never going to be the same. I mean, so I know you left San Francisco at the beginning of this and then got to here. And I don't know if you can answer this question, but like, what if you could describe the difference 
or the similarities between what was happening in San Francisco versus Chicago? Oh, well, there in Chicago, there were basically neophytes here. I mean, when we used to have demonstrations in Chicago, I'll never forget, it was the Women's Strike for Peace March. It was a big anti-nuke or something march. Oh, no, it was after the Vietnam War started. And um, I remember it was like the first time there were more demonstrators than police. Believe me, when in the Bay Area, there was never a situation where there was more police than, I mean, more police than uh, demonstrators. There Why was do you a, think that is? Because it put people are way more politically active out in the Bay Area, especially Berkeley, San Francisco. was way, 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 way more. Um... I mean, that famous Wednesday night, I remember um, Dick Gregory, right, because they were telling everybody they had to disperse, and Dick Gregory invited everybody to his house on the south side. Yeah. He was giving a reason. And, um, oh, there was a total, I mean, this was, it was um, Chicago finally figure out, you know, wow, there's well, Chicago's some, always been politically active. Yeah, but not... I mean, yeah, we had the old Haymarket riot and the labor stuff, but not... Yeah, even in the mid-1800s. But, but you got to remember, during the absolute worst part of the Vietnam War, the majority of Americans polled were um, for the war. I mean, it was totally different. And plus, body bags were coming back, and, and it was really, really ugly, ugly, ugly situation. But no, Chicago, I would say... Mayor Daley didn't really suffer that much. His his national reputation suffered, but you no, know, the cops loved him for letting them beat the show. Uh, well, the yeah, I mean, I actually think that after the fact, obviously, he was still in office for quite a bit of time. Yeah, so it, the the consequences were, yeah, but Bay Area is a whole different. And by the way, Diane Feinstein, who's very involved in this whole now. Brent Kavanaugh, Supreme Court Justice thing. She was mayor of San Francisco during the Vietnam War. I think she replaced Alio. She was pro-Vietnam War. I mean, every time I see her, I want to put my fist through the TV screen. I hate her so goddamn much. So she's quite horrible. Um, but that's an interesting uh, thing going on now, isn't it? Yes, it is. I have a lot of questions about this whole 68 thing, and so I think what... It, you know, and, and trying to figure out talking about it, I realized that I think maybe we should just add little tidbits throughout the podcast for the rest of the year so that we can dig into certain aspects and of it. Maybe it might be a great idea if you read my goddamn book Stop because with then the you can speak already. a little more intelligently. Uh, yours is not the only book that talks about 1968. Yeah, but you know what? Sake. I'm the only one that wrote a book about 68 that is maybe, a podcast partner. So well, maybe. maybe that might be a factor that you want to consider. Well, maybe you. By the way, have you noticed I'm having trouble with my voice? Did you eat something? I, I don't think so. Maybe you will be amenable to actually having a guest to also talk about 68, but you keep whining about the fact that you don't want anybody Well, else. no, I didn't say that, but you have to come up with somebody. Inter- See, your problem is I know interesting people. When I say get this person, get the other person, they're interesting. I, you, pick, you, pick, pick. Who do you know who was around in 68 that could well, talk about a, some good stuff? Well, that's a big problem. Because what do you mean? They're all dead? Most of the ones no. I know. I have a few ideas, and I think you'll like some of these people. We'll discuss. I wouldn't bet. 
we'll discuss. Okay. Um, since, okay, so I, that's what I just want to mention that we're going to pepper a few podcasts with some of the 68 talk. Cause well, sure. But so maybe many different aspects to talk about. I think you could uh, discuss things a lot more intelligently if you read oh, my book. Oh, Christ. Um, speaking of, since we just talked about a little about 68 politics, do you want to discuss anything about the politics happening right now? Well, I think there's all, you know, it, it's, it's, um, I, well, I'd like to get your views. Now, here you have a woman, some said 30 years ago when this asshole Kavanaugh, um, who's got asshole written all over him, the Supreme, the Supreme Court Justice, when she said that he assaulted her, he was drunk. And by the way, his friend, who she said was kind of was there, who's, of course, denying it, um, wrote a book about how drunk they used to get in high school. So that part, that's kind of interesting. But here's my take on this whole thing. I mean, yeah, okay, somebody, you're saying this guy, you didn't, it was anonymous. She sends an anonymous letter to Diane Feinstein. Feinstein, she said, wants anonymous. So Feinstein apparently gave it to the FBI. They didn't do squat. Word gets out that this letter's there. Somebody leaks so now the woman's willing to come forward. She turns out she's a professor and um, very much like Anita Hill. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. reputable person. I, here's my take on it. Now, you could say, well, that's preposterous. You can't say, you know, somebody did something. You never came forward. You Maybe you told a couple people. But what woman in her right mind would put herself in that situation, knowing that the Republicans will eviscerate you. They will dig up every piece of shit on you that ever happened, make up stuff even if it didn't, and they will smear you. Um, you knowing that, and, you're, and she's willing, she said she'll testify Monday, and so he says he will too. Now, this guy is not a credible guy. I mean, and by the way, it's very interesting that the way Pissy Face, President Pissy Face, is handling this right now, because he he was not his normal Pissy Face today when he spoke. He said, well, "Well, we'll let her have a chance to talk, and we'll do." It. They probably know there's more on this asshole. Yeah. They probably thinking, "Oh boy, this son of a bitch can blow up on us." We, we he didn't tell us this. He didn't tell us that. So, um, and and by the way. Um, we would not have Clarence Thomas, the Uncle Tom moron, on the Supreme Court now if it wasn't for Joe Biden. So I want people to remember that when all these people are, you know, when Joe Biden's talking about being an 80-year-old presidential candidate. Joe Biden, and he supported not only that, he supported the war in Iraq. Fuck that. You can't forgive people for shit like this. But he, he, he made sure... That Thomas became a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. So fuck him. Fuck you, Joe. And, and fuck your hair transplant. And fuck your plagiarizing uh, that Neil Kinnick speech. Fuck you up the ass, Joe. Okay. That was Bruce's belligerent what? corner. We're talking little politics. Yeah. You, <laughs> this is usually where it ends up going. Um... Thank you for your opinion on what's happening in the news today. I will say that I think that uh, nobody ever wants to um, 
most people, I, I think, if something traumatic, something bad happens to them, no one ever really wants to discuss it in public because I feel that they feel it's, it's a very, there's a lot of embarrassment, a lot of shame that comes with those, these things that happen. But at a certain point, I feel like there's, there's a breaking point and I feel like you just need to just, who the fuck cares what anyone thinks, who the fuck cares what happens. I just need to say something. Well, and I think that she That's really feel. I think this woman probably feels, especially with the Me Too. I don't think she does this without the Me Too movement. Um, but I think she probably feels this son of a bitch will be on the Supreme Court. He's going to the first thing he, chance he gets. He's going to try to prevent poor women from getting abortions because that's all that's all getting rid of Roe versus Wade would do right. because people women of means can just get an airplane and go get an abortion this just means poor women will not have right. access to legal abortions so this piece of shit's going to do that and he's going to probably do a lot of other things to hurt people's he's health he's a horrible human being horrible on every level um, there's so much happening right now with all of that and, and, and it's almost like you, what's come about is that you have these morons like Aja Argento, whom you love to talk about, who almost have diluted oh, everything yeah. that Me Too was. Yes, it, and then it you just, have the other the other end of the spectrum with people like Kavanaugh. It's just a, a goddamn mess. Well, welcome to. Welcome, welcome to 2018. Yeah, welcome. I can't wait to wake up tomorrow and see what kind of political lows we we fucking hit. Tomorrow. Well, it's not like we've always been this little pristine, uh, wonderful little red, white, and blue country either. I mean, we. Well, no, we've never have. Everyone, I mean, everyone we, has their. We we just kind of founded a country on uh, genocide of the Indians. Then and we, slavery, yeah. we we just threw a little black slavery in there, and then some imperialist wars, and then while we're at this, let's just rape the fucking environment. So yeah, we're we're USA, 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 USA. Not, come on, let's talk. Let's let's not let's not go this na- down this nasty little hole. Let's talk about something positive. Okay. Uh, like you're, have you, have I hope you heard you're from? Not, you're not positive. Have you, you heard from Street Jimmy? Yeah, I, yes, I did. In fact, I must say, looks like Dave Bornack sent an, his the first guru sent something went wrong, didn't arrive. So Jimmy got the the scooter. Well, another scooter arrived in in a box in the back room. Now Kim made the horrible mistake of telling him there was a surprise because Jimmy with two scooters means one he sells. I mean this is bullshit. What you do with the situation like this, you put the scooter away, and then when this one, the one he has, gets stolen from him, then you make him suffer for a week, and then you give him his new scooter. (laughs) But so now he knows there's another. I told him bullshit. I said, he's gonna sell that other I, said I said, I said, well, he's not gonna get it. I said, Jimmy, the scooter was sent to the alehouse. I think it was sent to him, but I said, the scooter was sent to the alehouse. Therefore, it's not yours. And I'm going to take up the scootering now. So, um, but he's gonna whine and bitch. And I can, I can just hear, I mean, the horrible mistakes she made. You never tell Jimmy. Something good like that because it'll make it bad immediately. And, uh, and, well, and, yeah, that's street Jimmy for and, you. And there was um, the bar, the bartender from the Cove, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. A bar Thursday. in Hyde Park, dive bar in Hyde Park. Yeah, right around the corner from where place. I live. Love yeah, that place. Really nice. So uh, he was in here last night, 
and he's got the most smoking hot black girlfriend. I mean, Jimmy's, Jimmy's. Why do you judge people by their? By how how hot they are. Yeah. Um, because when I'm looking, because you know why? Because being a heterosexual, which um, you probably don't know a whole lot about that, but when you're heterosexual, you look at the opposite opposite sex. Um. As, you know, possible mates. It's like Darwin. It's a very Darwinian way of approaching things. And this chick was just unusually spoken hot. Jimmy and I were both kind of in awe, just sitting there taking a look at her. And she was real smart and real nice. Oh, I'm surprised you actually mentioned What you think came brain. over? They came over. Well, I mean, because um, Kevin from Lagunitas Brewing, who's now got his own bar. I forget the name of his bar. It's on Taylor Street. It's a new bar. We have to go up there. Um, yeah, hear, hearing nothing, bar. hearing nothing but great things about. It. Well, he just he just bought him like six months ago, but he hangs around the cove. He lives over. He lives near me in Hyde Park, and um, so he told, I forget the guy's name, but the bartender. He told him to come down, say hello. So he they did. And they uh, seemed to have quite a nice time. Uh, there was four of them. There was uh, two couples. But this was last night. Yeah. I'm really sad. Yesterday. Uh, oh, and Joanna was in. I don't know who that and is. She's real hot. She's. Um, Christ. Yeah, she's real hot. Blonde. And also Megan. She, Megan. I don't know who that is. Megan. I'm Megan. She's another little cute, cute blonde. Um, Ruth kind of cultivated these girls, younger girls, as her friends. He cultivated them. Well, they're her little friends. I mean, she has these little. So friends. they're her friends. They're but, just. But they, all the boys in here want to bang these girls. Oh, so H. So Johanna said that she had this conversation with H. B. I said, "Really? You had a conversation? Was it civil?" She says, "Yeah." I said, "So when H. B. came in last night, I said, wow." Um, you, you know this chick Johanna, this really cute blonde? He said, I don't think I know. He said, whoa, she was just talking about how cool you were. Really? And so then so then uh, Ruth showed a photo on her phone of Johanna. I went, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I said, oh, yeah, she's crazy about you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, it is. I thought, so I was really sad yesterday because I, instead of going to the Gordon Lightfoot concert, I actually uh, picked up a work shift at a, a, a beer fest, um, so I didn't go. But Ruth was supposed to go. She didn't go. If she was here, well, she went. She went to her house uh, because that—that's where um, uh, Pub Crawl Liz just almost knocked the table over. I almost <laughs> had a beer on my lap. I, um, very, I'm very strong, everybody. Yeah, she. Well, she is pretty strong. Um, she went to the box office because she's very spoiled apparently about being a yeah groupie. she's got to sit in like the first two rows yeah. otherwise a concert sucks so ass she, and she, she would have go. had to sit way at the side or something so she decided not to go to the um, Gordon Lightfoot so um, she didn't so because she couldn't sit in the first two because rows because she couldn't get a perfect seat she decided to not go. She decided not to she's go. She's kind of a concert snob, concert well, she, baby. Well, she's, you know, because she's, I think if you're having sex with the musicians, yeah, that, but that you was get like, better seats. That was like 40 years ago. Yeah, but that spoiled her. She's got to get over that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just reality. It's funny. It funny because when I asked her, when I told her I had that extra ticket to Paul McCartney if she wanted to go, and she hopped on it, we sat 
in like the furthest fucking corner of the lawn Ooh, she seat. Didn't like she that. probably hated it, but she said she was dancing around like a crazy person. Well, she can make the best of it. No, she can That's make. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, she's missing out on life if she's just gonna be, you know, constricted to the first two rows. Well, you ought to talk to her about that. I try. Yeah. She gives me a hard time. Yeah, she's spoiled. You know what would be a really nice date night if you actually bought concert tickets for her for a show that she really liked, and you actually would go. But that yeah, something so, would happen. So, when uh, hell so, would freeze over before that would happen. I, I'm gonna go and watch bubblegum music. Oh, see, here we go. I gotta. Uh, it's gonna be so loud for my ear, my precious ears. No, I, I mean, it's, I just want good, good quality. She likes '60s classic rock. That's most of it is good. Oh please. There's no '60s music you like. Speaking yeah, of 60, yeah, 68? Yeah. Was there a band? And when you were going through all of this I told you, shit, I went to that famous um, Rolling Stones. Uh, yeah, okay, Br- besides that, in, give me another band that you think was significant for you during this whole well, 60s there, there political... Because, no. What do you mean? There's a bazillion I could name. The Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Oh, Christ. I mean, when Buddy, Holly, when Buddy Holly's plane crashed, I pretty much... Um, hi. Oh, when Buddy Holly's plane crashed, I pretty much that was pretty much the end. I mean, I, you know, I I liked it when I was a kid. I liked Elvis, and I no, liked, I'm um, not talking about your. I'm not talking about all that shit. I'm talking about when you went through this 1960s, 68 in particular, the politics, the activism, gathering yeah. around, protesting. Well, there were so many bands that played a, a part in that. And, what was and, there one that you liked? Uh, no. I mean, I liked the Stones when I saw that concert by Pure Accident, but um, <sighs> I told you I like I, I knew teeth. I knew a bunch of those bands, musicians. Um, I, fine, I drank with fine, them. I played fine. baseball with them, but I just didn't go watch them. I mean, I go. There's see, nobody you liked. Yeah, we go see Boz every New Year's Eve. He did this thing. Boz wasn't an influential freaking yeah, well, musician it, to the '60s. Well, I'd go see him because he gave me free tickets. You're not understanding my question. I don't think. Well, what's your question? <laughs> sake which band from the 1960s during that let's just let's stick to the 1968 when you're going through all that turmoil and the angst the police and everything else was there one band or one musician that you think played a significant role for you personally no all right that's the answer by the way i'm going to say something incredibly controversial you ready I'm going to get all kinds of hate messages. Oh, no. I uh, Let me see. Um, I don't think I can handle controversy. <laughs> I think... You know who? You know which musician I absolutely fucking hate so much? Um, From that time period? Let me see. How about Michael Jackson? What the fuck? Michael Jackson? He's a child at that point in time. Well, maybe you hated him. Jackson 5 was in the early 70s. No, I'm talking about this whole movement of m- politics and music of the 60s. Yeah. Like, hate, loathe. He went on to do other things, but important for that part. Ricky Ricky Nelson. That guy's name is Bob Dylan, and I can't fucking stand him. No, no, wait, wait, excuse me. Wait a minute. His name is Bob Zimmerman. Okay. And I can do do a medley of Bob. I ain't going to work at my father's hardware store no more. (coughs) God. You know, my favorite Bob Zimmerman story... When he got baptized in Pat Boone's swimming pool. <laughs> fucking Bobby Zimmerman. What a fucking little dicky ass joke he was. Yeah, I fucking hate that. I can't dude. stand that little fucking He's so face. whiny. 
Oh, he's totally one. And that voice. Oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. God. The voice sucks. And, he's, and, you know, he's doing a, he's doing a rip-off of Woody Guthrie, who I love. I love agreed, those Agreed. Agreed. Um, and, and he's doing that. But Bobby Zimmerman, how do you ever get over after getting um, baptized in Nazi boy Pat Boone's swimming pool? And, by the way, below his swimming pool, he had a... Um, Air raid shelter because and you know what Bob uh, Pat Boone said if the Russians ever invaded the United States the first thing he'd do would kill all of his children so he wouldn't they wouldn't live under um, communism. Jesus this is who Bobby. This Bobby, is like some biblical this shit. This is who Bobby Zimmerman's hanging around yeah. with. Uh, Jordan's uh, cringing. Are you a Bob Dylan fan? No, well, most yeah, people are. Yeah, I know. I don't oh, understand it. T- Timmy loves him. I Fuck mean, that no, guy. no, he's got people love him. I'll tell you one thing. I did watch that show. Patty Smith sings. Um, it's a hard. I like rain. Patty Smith. Yeah, well, she sings. It's a hard rain when because he didn't show up for the. Um, I mean, imagine giving him Nobel Prize in literature. So she shows up and she's at the ceremony. You should Google it. It's really good. She sings it. She breaks down in the middle. She gets nervous or something. But um, she sings It's a Hard Rain. It's really good. I mean, you know, some people can sing his songs. He, he can't because he's got such a horrible voice. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's terrible. Terrible. Yeah. So we're agreeing. So we I'm agree so up. happy. This is how we're, we're going to end the show. Yeah. On agreeing that we both hate Bob Dylan. This is Bob Zimmerman. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, yeah, Bob you're Zim- right. You're you know right. why he took Dil- Dylan Thomas? He took it because he was a big yeah, fan of Dylan of Thomas. Yeah, of course. Any fucking 60s beatnik person is going to be like, Dylan Thomas is a shit. Oh, and by the way, Dylan Thomas. How cliche, Bob Dylan. D- Dylan Thomas, I mean, his, he's, he wrote some really wonderful poems. But oh, my God, he couldn't stand that affected Welsh accent when he recited them <laughs> himself. Oh, my. <laughs> you just want to kick him in the nuts. Uh, you're not going to understand this comment, Bruce, but Jordan might and everybody else out there might. Every time I I hear the name Dylan Thomas now, I only think of the movie Back to School and Rodney Dangerfield because it's a significant part of that movie. Dylan Thomas? Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield. How so? How so? Rodney Dangerfield plays this wealthy dude who goes back to college and he falls in love with a professor, an English professor, and she makes him... Learn Dylan Thomas to pass his finals. And so Rodney had to learn. You Dylan got you got to watch this shit. Um, well, I'll tell you an interesting Rodney story. Uh, you know, my all-time favorite funny man John Fox used to open for Rodney. Yeah, could do a dead-on imitation of uh, of Rodney. And uh, in fact, I got him to do it for Barack out of the Jackson Park Golf Course. And uh, but Fox said that. What I said, well, what happened? What, you, what, why did you break up with Rodney? He says, ah, that fucking bitch he married. He, Rodney was uh, fucking, you used to fuck a lot of whores, um, hookers. So there's one hooker that was like crying, oh, I want to get out of the business. I want to open my own business. So Rodney says, well, what do you want to do? She says, I want to open a flower shop. So he said, well, what the hell, babe? I'll help you open the flower shop. So yeah, Rodney marries her, and she hates Fox. And she thinks Fox is a bad influence on uh, on Rodney. That's how he lost his gig with Rodney. Who the fuck would ever marry Rodney Dangerfield? Uh, some hooker that wants to get a flower shop, I guess. I mean, I guess. I mean, whatever. 
Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? Yeah, I, I know who I am to judge. <laughs> I'm a genius. I judge everyone. I know you do. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, uh, we're going to wrap this up because, A, we're all out of drinks. Yeah. And because we'll get, Ruth's not here. And we'll get Tui, um, Tui promise, so maybe next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll get him back. We got some good uh, we guests got some more. in the queue. Yeah. Don't, don't spoil it. Let people be surprised. You want to be surprised? Yeah, okay. we got some good stuff happening. Okay. It's going to be an active fall, an active winter. Oh, yeah. There's some, I, in fact, I keep thinking of great guests. I mean. I know. That's what I'm saying. So. Uh, anyway. Jordan, thank you for your patience today well, upon my arrival, my late arrival. Yeah. I know, I know. That's what I'm thinking him. I think you ought to take uh, Jordan out to dinner. I'm gonna. I, we're going to do a nice end of the year uh, podcast I th- I think, dinner. I think before that, you just we, like... Uh, you thank- know what? I might do a before Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you, Jordan. Well, I think that would be very nice. Dinner. Only yeah. one person. Oh. Um, oh, I think Jordan's girlfriend go for that. We'll invite her too. Good grief! I have to make everything so sordid. Yeah. Because I'm surrounded by sordid people. Yourself. That they only think one way. Oh, I know how people think. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Oh boy! All right. Well, that All was right. uh, fun. Of course, it was fun. Genius. You, you were worried we wouldn't have anything to say. Just, <laughs> I always wonder what the hell we're going to say. I'm just concerned with my the, my the quality of my enunciation tonight was not good. Did you but, take a pill? Yeah, I took it right before. Uh, so you're taking it too late. Well, I took. I mean, I, I mean, I'm supposed to take three a day. Yeah, but you pop uh, one you in right before all. we go live, and yeah, but, that's but a problem. I took one, yeah, but I took one at 2 o'clock. No. Well, maybe so you I took number two. I took number two at 2 o'clock. I was okay last week. I don't know what the fuck the problem. No, I think you were actually way be... better this week than last week. You thought by so? By the way, Sergio so? was fantastic. Sir, by the way, Sergio was fantastic. All right, got to wrap this up. It's, okay. It's going on too long. All, all right? right? All right. Genius, say goodnight. Goodnight, genius. Say goodnight, genius. Goodnight, genius. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye.